Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. show it just never gets old saying that because it just never gets old sharing this time with you all this is tuesday night two days before thanksgiving this is the andrea k show coming at you from the studios in beautiful san diego am 1170 the answer and i have so much to be thankful for got a little bit of a confession though i gotta tell y'all that thanksgiving is not really like my favorite holiday when i go into you know it uh, it's just for a variety of reasons. First of all, kind of when I was a kid, it was kind of, I just considered it really boring because it was just my same family that I hung out with, you know, Wednesday, the day before and the day after. And turkey just ain't my thing, man. You know, I know I, it sounds so un-American, but like when I go to Jersey Mike's and order a sandwich, you know, I, I, I get like the original Italian. Okay. I don't get the turkey. That, so turkey's just not my thing. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't always take time on Thanksgiving and around Thanksgiving to think about what I'm grateful for. I try to write in my gratitude journal every day, actually, to give thanks because I think it's really important to live a life of gratitude for everything and all of your blessings. And I there's, I, I use the hashtag another day, another blessing because I, I my life is continually blessed. I am so thankful, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart and my soul, so thankful for the family and friends who support – I'm going to get choked up – who support me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, in my life around San Diego. I'm thankful for everybody here at the station. DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thankful for him and everybody here at KCBQ. And I am so thankful to live in the greatest country in the world. A country that's taken some hits, especially in the last eight years. And you know what? We are on a comeback. We're on a major comeback. And I'm thankful that we've got a president-elect who's going to lead the charge for that. And leading the charge to break down everything that's happening with that, i got a jam-packed show for you today. So much happening in the news, particularly in the comeback to make America great again. So i got Megan Barth who's going to be with me in just a moment to talk about the transition and the comeback of America. I've got Dr. Sebastian Gorka who's going to be on to talk about the war, uh, making a comeback and making some additional strides in the war on terror. i got Della B who's going to be with me to talk about who needs to go back into obscurity and Hollywood after some of the latest behavior. And then I've got an economic segment with my gal, Julie Mills Brennan, who's going to be talking about economic recovery, making a comeback. And I'm going to wrap the show with my hero of the week and last week's full this week tool. I'm so grateful for all my guests today. I met the, my next guest on actually another show. And just the minute I met her, I just knew that she was like literally one of the smartest women out there on the interwebs and media. She is none other than Megan Barth, Reagan baby. Hey, Megan, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for the kudos, Andrea, and right back at you. And I'm very grateful to be on your show today, as I always am. And what a great lineup you have. So I'm pleased to be a part of it. And thank you. Well, thank you. And uh, speaking of lineups, uh, we are looking at uh, Donald Trump is in the middle of his transition, which, you know, the, of course, the narrative immediately was that it was in complete disarray. It was such a mess. Of course, you know, we're two weeks in and we see the genius of him. I want to pick your brain a little bit about his lineup, his team. What are your thoughts so far? 
Well, when it comes down to safety and security of this country, which we have to be reminded after an eight-year break of this, that the president's number one duty as commander-in-chief is to protect our safety and security from enemies, foreign and domestic. And so when you look at the lineup, you see that Donald Trump is taking his promises of safety and security that he gave to the American people very seriously, especially with the lineup of um, supporters of his, like Jeff Sessions as attorney general, a stalwart and always a leading advocate of our sovereignty. Um, closed, not closed borders, but uh, secure borders, uh, and also uh, visa programs. You know, he was one of the main champions on the front line saying that we need to get a, a, our arms around these uh, overstays and these visa programs, which are just allowing millions of people to wander our streets unaccounted for. Uh, then we look at Pompeo, number one graduate of West Point, uh, has been an outspoken critic on how Hillary and this administration handled Benghazi, as well as their uh, forthright testimony in front of Congress, at least Hillary's. Uh, he challenged her relentlessly, as she should have been. And he has a great resume. Then you look at Kobach, Kobach I think is how you pronounce his name. He hasn't been appointed yet, but we've cer certainly seen his name around the water cooler. He met with Donald Trump yesterday. He was holding a Department of Homeland Security first plan uh, for the 365 days. Uh, again, another stalwart on our sovereignty and our safety and security, which will only come through controlled immigration, a secure border, and uh, addressing, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, Jeff Sessions takes uh, into seriousness and immediate account our integrity in our election system because now he has control over that. He has um He'll be working with the DOJ and cleaning that DOJ out. I hope that he cleans out the Civil Rights Division, which has completely politicized the DOJ under Eric Holder as well as Loretta Lynch. And uh, we do need to, and I'm going to champion this on the radio today, as well as on your show, I'm filling in for Wayne Allen Root, that we need a national voter ID law. Mm -hmm. yes. We need one on the books because without that, Andrea, as you and I know, I believe you're in California, right? San Diego. Yes. yes. We knew that we, I did a piece on that with Katie Grimes, investigative reporter out of California. Uh, that primary was rigged in the favor of Hillary Clinton. Millions of votes were unaccounted for or, or lost or switched. Um, we had voter fraud here in Nevada, uh, which I can clearly see by graphs and charts that were downloaded for me. So until we get into place uh, voter ID, um, you know, that I think is the most important as far as our integrity as citizens, because our vote is our only way to express our voice. And yeah. it should be one one vote, one voice. Exactly, because you look at this, the pushback from the American people who completely repudiated the socialist Marxist agenda of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, not just at the national level, but also at other, you know, state and local levels, uh, you know, if... if Thank God that we we they, the American people were able to take our country back through the ballot box. But you look at the fraud, mm -hmm. you look at the margins that we've got right now. We've got a mayoral uh, race here in California in San Diego County that hasn't been called yet. The margin is thirty five votes. We had thirteen hundred right. illegals just in seven districts out of many in Virginia that voted. The guy who shot up the mall in Minnesota had voted three times. You, you, mm -hmm. So we we've got to protect our election system. You know, Trump well, came out and said. Um, that if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, and I'm talking to Reagan Baby, Megan Barth. Um, the 100 days, 
President uh, President elect Trump did a video yesterday in which he talked about his plan for the first 100 days, a lot of which he detailed what he was going to do day one. Don't know if you had a chance to, to watch the video. It was, you know, a lot of it was expected. He's going to for every, he's going to take away two regulations for every new one. Uh, immediately at day one, I think he, it's going to, some of them were day one, some of 90 days, I can't remember, but it was like um, uh, advanced the Keystone Pipeline. Um, he was going. Mm-hmm. He's going to repeal violate TPP. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, violate TPP. Get rid of DACA and all that. Today, though, the biggest discussion is what he didn't talk about, or what he's signaling mm-hmm. that he's not going to do, which is pursue uh, criminal charges against Hillary Clinton. Your thoughts? Yeah, a couple things. Number one, I loved how he went around the media to speak directly to the American people, and that sent the the media, the alphabet media, into complete tailspin. Like we can't believe he didn't you know address the American people through us. Well, he knows better, and so now he's using social media to take his message to the American people, which I think has been now viewed seventy four million times. So his message is definitely getting out there, and it's getting out a new-fashioned way, but in an old-fashioned way, where he's speaking directly to us and going around the media. Secondly, as far as him him uh, oppressing charges or going after Hillary Clinton for the email scandal, let's keep in mind that the FBI has four or five different ongoing investigations into the Clinton Foundation, and I have said since day one, the Clinton Foundation is going to be what brings that family down. Why? And... And so uh, he does not make the final decision to whether reopen or not reopen the case. That is a Jeff Sessions decision. Jeff Sessions will make that decision and maybe give his recommendation. Uh, But Donald Trump, I don't think, is going to lead with that and further divide our country, as it is obviously quite divided uh, by the press because of the press and because of the character assassination by the DNC and the Democrats. Well, I think that he's, I think it's a tricky situation for him. So much Mm -hmm. of his uh, win had to do with draining, hashtag drain the swamp and accountability for government. And one of the highlights of the debates was when he said, you know, if you were president, you know, if I was president, you'd be in jail and I'm going to assign a special prosecutor. Mm -hmm. You know, he got elected in part because of that. And so he's really kind of, but, but he's got to walk a fine line because he also can't, he can't be seen as the divider in chief. Um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that he either needs to stay above it and let his DOJ, let his AG and the FBI do mm-hmm. their thing. Um, I, I also wouldn't be opposed to I'm hoping that that's the case and that they will bring charges uh, because the Clinton Foundation was the largest charity fraud perpetrated on the world. She was and she was literally selling up. There's so many crimes associated with it from tax fraud to, you know, pay for play and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you. I like think that that's, oh, yeah, yeah Rico statutes mm-hmm. and all of that. Rico. But I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to the plan. And somebody pointed this out on Facebook that he, you know, he's he looks like he's above the fray. He uh, lets the investigation go forward, then proceeds to pardon her down the road, because with the pardon, then he could kind of still be above the fray, seem as though he's a, a a voice for everybody wanting to heal the nation, and she basically has to admit guilt. So that w- that's not a plan that I would necessarily oppose. I would not necessarily oppose, except with the pardon. There's really no, um, if there's no investigation that is open within her email scandal uh, by any reasonable prosecutor, as James Comey had reminded us, well, then what, what is there a crime to pardon? There isn't. But the investigation, perhaps criminal investigation, I believe, into the Clinton Foundation, I believe he's not going to stop, especially if there's a recommendation for a grand jury. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you mentioned, um, I want to get back a little bit to uh, your 
you're so right in terms of – I love the fact that uh, some of uh, – Donald Trump's initial 100-day plan had to do with economics, like the TPP Mm -hmm. and rolling back NAFTA and all that kind of stuff. But the number one primary goal of our government is to protect us. And you don't have Mm -hmm. a nation and you can't protect a nation unless you have borders. You talked about this guy, Kobach. I don't know how to say Mm -hmm. his name. He's Kansas Secretary of State. It's funny because you're right. He had this binder in which, you know, I don't know what kind of drone they got above. You know, know, somebody's got like a big telescope lens to see what's happening. But I'm loving with this guy. He's up for the Department of Homeland Security. So many Many people are saying that Donald Trump has flip-flopped on his positions, in particular with immigration. You look at what this guy is about, and man, it is some hardcore immigration enforcement. He mm-hmm. is a bulldog. He's talking about, yes, we're going to call them criminal aliens. He's talking about deputizing um, uh, deputizing a police so that they can enforce immigration laws at a local level. He's talking about definitely building eight, 1,989 miles of new barriers. Uh, you know, uh, going on, he's talking about, I'm talking about some serious interrogation of anybody wanting to come here from Muslim countries. This man's the real deal. I think from an expectation standpoint, somebody said on Facebook today, oh, he's flip-flopped on everything. No, he has not. Mm -hmm. And particularly when it comes to immigration. Last question for you in regards to security, which is tied into um, uh, foreign policy as well. Mitt Romney in the running for Secretary of State, your thoughts. Um, and I'll just expound on one more thing on Kovach as well as um, Sessions. Uh, sanctuary cities will become a thing of yesterday, and you will see actually a lot of voter fraud go down once we eliminate um, our system. We have laws on the books that the Democrats choose not to follow. They don't enforce the laws. It'll be nice to live in a land where actually the laws on the books are enforced. What a concept. Uh, as far as Mitt Romney being uh, a, a Secretary of State, it does it give me a little heartburn? Absolutely. But I really don't see that happening. I kind of see that as just something as, you know, saying, trying to mend fences through this meeting. I don't see Donald Trump hiring him. I certainly don't see Kushner, um, his advisor, and Ivanka's husband advising him on that because the rhetoric that, that Romney, Romney used during the uh, primary was so explosive and abrasive. He called him a fraud. He tried to undermine the nominee at every chance he took. And I don't think that that show obviously does not show loyalty or trustworthiness. And so far, Donald Trump has put in place people that had been loyal mm-hmm. to him and for him from the start. Yeah, you, you know, it, it, he would have to come out and say, I didn't mean it. And which either way, yeah, and and that would mean he would have no credibility for the position. He wouldn't have any legitimacy. And if he meant it, then he doesn't have any legitimacy because he he would he obviously would not be representing someone that he believed in and whose agenda in which he believed. So you know, know, the one thing that Rom, oh sorry, the one thing that Romney did obviously in the 2012 election was point out a lot of problems that we're now seeing. You know, whether it's the rise of Russia and the rise of China. Etc. So he does definitely have a pulse on the international affairs. I just hope ultimately it is not a woman. <laughs> I do not want a woman yeah. in the secretary of state position. We've tried it. It's not an affirmative action position. Right. We are dealing with countries that do not respect women, period. Right. It has nothing to do that I don't like women. This isn't my internal misogyny coming out. But what I am saying is that we do need a strong man in that position in order to bring strong negotiations to the table, which mm-hmm. 
a woman already does not have a seat at that table with many of these regimes. Absolutely. You know, that's something to me, that's the feminist position because it's analyzing the situation, analyzing the job and the skill set required to, to uh, be effective. And if, if it's taken off the table because you're dealing with countries in our, to me, that is the feminist position. You got to hire the right person for the right job. You know, Condoleezza exactly. Rice, she was only respected. What was it? Qaddafi that had a, had a crush on her and thought she had hot legs. I mean, really, you know, come on. That's, that, that's not what we need right now, but thank you for being right. here. Um, last, I swear this is my last question. No, uh, got to make it real quick though. What are you thankful for on Thanksgiving? I am thankful for my family. Without them, I would be nothing. Wow. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for God. I'm thankful to God for everything that I have. And I am truly thankful uh, for all uh, for you and all the people I've met on this journey and uh, for Donald Trump. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Megan Barth. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Andrea. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Now, stay tuned, Andrea Keisha listeners, because we got another Hot Witch coming up right after the break. We've got Della B. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows. And through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. I just love that music. You know what I love even more? What that music means. This is The Andrea K Show, and it means that up next is none other than Della B. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. It's two days before Thanksgiving. I know. Holiday time. That's right. So what what's going on with Lala up in up in Hollywood this ho- this holiday season? Well, they've all lost their marbles. They <laughs> they really I say marbles, but okay. you know what I mean. They uh-huh. have lost it completely. They're insane. All of them, or just a few, or what? Uh, I think well. The ones that are not like part of the secret Republican conservative underground, they're all, you know, losing their, their stuff. They just can't even, they're so obsessed with Donald Trump. Right. They're they losing their stuffing even. over over Trump. They need, they need to restuff it and stuff it back in. Now, who's they lost it? They need to stuff it all right. Yeah. I wrote a little poem. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. I'll just read it for you. Okay. Gentleman Mike Pence, to Hamilton he did go. He heard some songs, he heard some booze, he heard a liberal whiner. Pence kept his cool and his class, because he's better than that 
a double SS. This is me cheering. Uh That's right. I can write something, too. Yeah. That's, That's right. Della B goes haiku, baby. I went haiku. You well, went haiku for the holidays. Now, who? Yeah. Now, who are we referring to? I'm referring to that Brendan Victor Dixon. But you know what? He's he's that actor, you know, from Hamilton. The he alleged actor. Her. Mm-hmm. Alleged. I haven't seen it, frankly. Mm-hmm. I, I I heard some talking head the other day saying this is the greatest Broadway show ever. Well, it's not even in the top 10. It's not even in the top 15. It's not a long running. It's been out for a year. I mean, it can't test the, we can't say what it is or it isn't against, you know, the Lion King. A and chorus line. Les Mis, uh, you yeah. know, how many decades did Fiddler on the Roof? I mean, you know, when you've been, a, this is like when these Hollywood marriages, oh, you know mm-hmm. what, give it 40 years and then we'll talk, baby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they, you know, it, it's, um, this is still a firestorm uh, going on in Facebook. I mean, there's people arguing about this today on my Facebook. The people trying on the left trying to justify the, what happened to Pence. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they're, they're actually now using the fact that Pence was a gentleman in his response as, oh, see, that means that nothing bad happened. That means that it was appropriate. No, it doesn't. Just because Pence showed class in his response doesn't make it okay for the left to be completely hypocritical and mm-hmm. try to humiliate and bully a man who just wanted to go out with his daughter for a night out okay and oh by the way did they charge extra for this i think they at least you don't want to give him an an apology you hamilton d-o-u-c-h dixon then at least give him his money back okay how much did he pay for those tickets uh i heard twenty six hundred dollars i did go out and look and um there it's not a sold out show you can buy tickets if you want to spend six hundred you mean the greatest show ever isn't sold out out. yeah you know what the producers you couldn't get a ticket for years yeah we tried to get in to see that and it was you know you couldn't even buy that from scalpers and And, and, um, go ahead well, I wanted to say that what I found out today is that this Dixon character, the actor, did not write the words. It was written by Lynn Emanuel, the, the the writer, and the production, the people, their producers. Now, what I, what I think has been missing here is that Mike Pence didn't just go up to a ticket box and buy some tickets. He has Secret Service clearance. That they knew he was coming. Yes. It was an they ambush. Knew he was, it was an ambush. They knew he was ambush. coming, and he was a guest in their house. Yes. And I've heard it said, well, this is a dialogue. This is a conversation. No, you and I are having a dialogue and a conversation. No, and he was attacked. Ideas. He was ambushed. And if they want, if this cast was honest, if the producers were honest, they would have invited president-elect, vice president-elect Mike Pence with his family backstage. And they would have said, we would like to have a conversation with you. And they could have had a conversation with him, and I would have, I would applaud them. Yes. But they didn't. They used a bully pulpit. He was a captive audience. He could not respond. Right. Although I love how he responded. He scraped it off like he scraped it off his shoe. Okay? Exactly. And you know what? That's exactly what they are, because you know who Dixon is? Because Milo did a little research. Mm-hmm. on Dixon, and this is the same man. See, the left is nothing but hypocrisy. That's the same mm-hmm. man who in 2012 tweeted out that St. Patrick's Day was Christmas for black men and who liked drunk white chicks and basically encouraged black men to go in and rape 
white mm-hmm. women. And, uh, you know, yeah. Yes, and how uh, about, and let's talk about the producers who wrote that note. These, the same producers that ran ads for casting notices to take mm-hmm. this show nationally and only wanted to audition non-white actors. It's time, as someone said on Fox and Friends this morning, Goodwin, for the left to practice what they preach. We are tired. America collectively coughed up the liberal agenda of identity politics and the race card like a cat coughing up a fur ball on Tuesday, November 8th. We are done with you, Dixon, and the rest of you hypocritical left. Whew. Amen, sister. There, I, had Amen. To see, I had to cough. I had to cough it up. I'm going to be coughing it up. I'm need. I, I'm. I, you know, I had to wear my hazmat suit. <laughs> um, now something else happened What's on the that? other side of the coast. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody else decided to try to ambush uh, somebody. And you know, I don't know if you wrote a poem about this. I, I didn't write incident. a poem about that. I, are you talking about Gigi Hadid? Yes. Gigi Hadid, twenty-one-year-old model. You know, okay, who gave her a microphone? This, I will, She, she is a very successful model. She's twenty-one. She's gorgeous. But okay, her her claim to fame is father is Mohammed Hadid, mother Yolanda Foster. Now Hadid again after her divorce from David Foster. As a privileged little girl. She's half Jordanian, half Dutch. Now, uh, so this was kind of racist in my point of view. Well, yeah, well, it, it, it's racist. Uh, you can't have you can't have a fraternity party in America right now wearing a sombrero, or you're considered racist. But mm-hmm. you, but she can go up there on a stage and do a fake. Eastern European accent, and it's not racist. Of course, it was racist, no, and it was meant. What? And it was also meant to try to make Melania Trump, who speaks five languages, mm-hmm. as stupid. What in the world has Gigi Hadid ever done to convince anybody she's got a copy of Swan's Way on her nightstand? Uh, she walks a runway. She wears clothes that somebody else designs and picks out for her. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would be okay with it. I would even laugh at it if. During the last eight years, we could have seen portrayals of Michelle, who did, in fact, interject herself into our lives. We, we can't even criticize Obama for Obamacare without being called racist. But, you That's know, right. it, it's, I'm, Amer- like I said, America is tired of the double standard mm-hmm. and the one side. They're tired of the race card and the this card. They're tired of the left all having to have their spa- safe places while they bully Americans and don't practice what they preach. And America is really kind of tired of Hollywood because you know what? If these celebrities, yep. if their opinion mattered to anybody, Hillary would have gotten elected. Exactly. So they you know what? They, they matter not. But you know what, Della? You matter. Last question, 20 seconds. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the listeners. I'm thankful for my family and my country. I'm thankful for Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Oh, well, we are thankful for you, Della. And we're also, don't go anywhere, Andrew Acacia listeners, because we're thankful that we've got Dr. Sebastian Gorka coming up next on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We got 24 karat magic in the air tonight, baby. I am super excited, especially since my next guest is none other than Dr. Sebastian Gorka. He has been a fan. I've been a fan of his since I first saw him on Fox, in which he said one of the most brilliant lines I've heard in regards to national security. He said the term lone wolf is meant to make you stupid. I thought that's a guy I got to have as a regular contributor to the Andrea K show because that's a guy who gets it, not just who the get and understands who the threat is, but understands what's being done to um, – to use political correctness to keep Americans on board with a failed foreign policy. That's a mouthful. But Dr. Gorka, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Okay, um, lots to talk about in the little time we have, but I, I want to start off, actually, instead of talking about uh, President-elect Trump and foreign policy, we're going to get into that and fighting the war on terror. But so many people are talking about President, Vice President-elect Pence, because of what happened with Hamilton, you actually had a chance to meet him. What are your thoughts about Pence? Uh, I'm very impressed with him. He was a consummate gentleman when I met him yesterday, and his reaction and behavior with regard to that outrageous lecturing from a bunch of actors, most of whom hadn't even voted in this election, uh, just showed what kind of a substance and a man of God he is. So, uh, he is a, a rare gentleman and statesman combined, and he will serve President-elect Trump uh, in a fashion that we haven't seen in Washington for a long time. Yeah, you know, right now, Trump is in the middle of his transition. That includes picking really critically important staffers as well as cabinet members. His first pick that he chose was Vice President-elect Pence, and there were a lot of people that questioned it, and I think they might have questioned it at the time he picked it, but certainly they can't be questioning it now. And he's in charge of the transition uh, itself. Your thoughts on um, his pick so far that relate to national security from Flynn and Pompeo and who he's looking at for Secretary of State? Well, uh, very, very impressive people so far. I've had the honor of uh, meeting General Flynn several times this uh, campaign season. He is a soldier, soldier, former director of defense intelligence. Uh, He was head of intelligence at Joint Special Operations Command, uh, the first of the first, the ultimate special operators. He was responsible for Afghanistan in terms of intelligence, revolutionized the way we practice it. Then we have uh, uh, Sessions as AG, uh, uh, another Southern, uh, another gentleman, this time a hard, hard individual, put members of the KKK behind bars, a serious individual who will bring uh, the much-needed ethical rectitude back to an incredibly corrupt Department of Justice. And then we have Representative Pompeo, uh, very impressive. This is a man who was first in his class at West Point, a man who went to Harvard, had his own business, and then served uh, in uh, in Congress on uh, 
security and intelligence issues. So, uh, so far, the picks could not have been better. In terms of his first 100 days and things that he's, he did a video yesterday and he, he laid out a lot of his agenda items, do you agree with what his plans are so far? And if you, I know you gave a copy of your book, Defeating Jihad, uh, to uh, Vice President-elect Pence, but if you were advising him right now in the first 100 days, what would be the, the top, I don't know, three things if, uh, that you would advise them to do in, in taking on radical Islamic Jihad? Well, last year I, I met with Mr. Trump on several occasions and we talked national security issues, and I'm, I'd say the same thing again. Number one, we have to get political correctness out of the threat assessment, no more censorship, no more saying this isn't uh, jihadism, it's something else. That has got to stop day one. I think we can expect that from Mr. Trump. Secondly, we have to rebuild all our alliances and partnerships in the Middle East that were basically destroyed by the Obama administration, whether it's Egypt, Jordan, or other nations. Those individuals have to be on the front line of this war, and they have to be convinced to trust us again and that we are their friends. And then lastly, well, we have to have a very serious counter-propaganda campaign, just like under Ronald Reagan during the Cold War when we delegitimized the ideology of communism. We have to do exactly the same today with the ideology of global jihad. How do we do that exactly? I know that there are several people, I think Pompeo was one of them, of Congress people introducing legislation to declare the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. A lot of Americans would hear that and, and some of the suggestions you just had, Dr. Gorkin, they would say, you know what, what about artillery? What about dropping bombs? What about boots on the ground? Isn't, you know, how do we, how do you convince Americans that some of this other um, non-action, non-military action items are really going to be effective? Well, I'd ask the question, uh, if your enemy wants to die a jihadi and thinks that's how he's going to happen, how is killing them going to win this war? Body bags is a very bad metric during Vietnam. It's not an any more intelligent one today. Killing terrorists is fine, but it's only 20% of the equation. If you kill a high-value target, a leading jihadi, and then 15 people volunteer the next day to replace him, all you've created is an endless cycle of violence. So how do we do it? We support those Muslims who want to be our friends, like King Abdullah of Jordan, like President uh, Sisi of Egypt. We help them destroy the pain to legitimacy of people like Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the head of ISIS. We've done this before with communism. We did it with fascism. It's not just about body bags. It's about destroying the ideology. Gotcha. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to Dr. Sebastian Gorka, uh, author of Defeating Jihad. We are coming off, doctor, we are coming off of eight years of an administration that's been going around thinking that cow intestine emissions, you know, i.e. global warming is somehow the greatest threat that we face as, as mankind. We've kind of lost a lot of ground, and there's some Americans that feel like it's too late. What do you say to them? Um, Americans don't give up. That's pathetic. It's un-American. Uh, we destroyed the fascists. We defeated the Soviet Union. America will defeat this enemy as well. Uh, if you don't like it, then you don't understand what America stands for and who the founding fathers were. We are the greatest nation on God's earth, and that is for a reason, because of the principles that were baked in at our creation in the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution. If you don't understand that those things are eternal and represent objective truths, then you probably voted for Hillary and I can't help you. <laughs>
Um, you know, the, the Democrat Party is in disarray. Speaking of Hillary, uh, they're really kind of reeling over, over what happened and shocked. Uh, I guess they think that the solution going forward, speaking of ideology, uh, is to put Keith Ellison as a possible head of the DNC. What do you think about that? Uh, I said go ahead and do it. If you think that the rural working class, the, the, the blue-collar Democrats that voted for Trump, are going to relate to you picking Keith Ellison as the head of the Democratic Party, just keep digging that grave. You are going to dig a deeper, deeper hole for yourself. The other idea I've heard floated that only Bernie can save the, D- the DNC. Go ahead. It just demonstrates the utter, utter, isolated and arrogant nature of the Democrats. They don't understand what happened uh, two weeks ago on Tuesday, and they still don't understand. So you know what? Go ahead and do it. It will be great for Mr. Trump. <laughs> Love it. Speaking of Mr. Trump, he's ta- he talked a lot on the campaign trail about the worst deal ever made, the Iran nuke deal. Realistically, what can he do at this point with that deal? Yeah, he can do whatever he likes, really, because it's not an international treaty. So uh, the fact is that Obama didn't take it to Congress. So it's an executive a- agreement. It can be torn up by the president. Now, it was it did include the involvement of our allies, so he's going to have to work out with our allies when they stand on the, the catastrophe of his home deal. But, but Mr. Trump has a great deal of latitude, and he really made it a part of his election campaign. So I don't expect the, the Iran deal to last much longer. Um, there have been some plots, uh, terrorist plots, one that was foiled in terms of involving the Macy's Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade. What... Uh, I don't want to, like, raise panic uh, uh, for America out there, but this is certainly a critical time for us in, in regards to security, yes? Uh, absolutely. Terrorists always want to spread as much fear as possible and are interested in symbolic targets. So whether it's September 11th, which was the anniversary of a huge defeat of Muslim forces centuries ago, or whether it's a, a Macy's Day Parade or something else like that, yeah, we've got to be on our guard. Every American has to understand that the front line in this war begins when you leave your house in the morning. So be aware. Don't walk down the street staring at your iPhone or your Android. As law enforcement says, have your head on a swivel. And truly, if you see something, say something, because you may be the first person to see the preparations for a jihadi attack and your vigilance could save lives. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to feeling a little bit more confident in my government in terms of keeping me safe. And so that's one of the things that I'm thankful for going into this holiday season. Last question for you, Dr. Gorka. What are you thankful for? Um, Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm thankful for the vision of some men uh, two centuries ago who understood that there is objective truth There are values that we are endowed with that come from our Creator. And I'm thankful for the nation that accepted me and allowed me to become one of its citizens. And I'm thankful that the American people realized what the last eight years did to this country and how it was wrong and how we can be great again. I have many things to be thankful for. Well, I'm thankful to have you uh, on the show, and I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, Dr. Gorka. Take care. On to you and your listeners. God bless. All righty. All right. Now stay tuned. We got, we're coming up on the home stretch here. We got a little good economic news coming up. And my girl, Julie Mills Brennan, is going to be here to talk about real estate, something that I absolutely love. And the awards for Hero of the Week and last week's Fool, this week's Tool. Don't go anywhere.
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. What fun I'm having as we're going into Thanksgiving here. I'm having, because there's so much excitement and optimism going into the new year in terms of turning this country around. So many people feeling optimistic and excited. And one of the reasons is because, you know, there was so much the night of the election. There was so much doomsday that, that the mainstream media was trying to feed us, particularly economically. And that night of the election night, it was, oh my gosh, it was kind of like the warnings of Brexit. You know, the economy's just, you know, Wall Street's going to crash and I, I, just all these kinds of dire predictions in the reality is yesterday all four of the leading indexes were at they're all rallied together to their all-time peak this is according to Bloomberg their all-time peaks for the first time since 1999 we are partying like it's 1999 right now and in fact the Dow closed at an all-time high today at over 19,000 $19,023.87 great articles on Bloomberg regarding all of this Uh, Terry Morris who is the manager director of equities at BB&T Institutional Investment Advisor said there's op- there's optimism that it's more likely that Trump is going to put us on an economic fast track versus Clinton. People are digging that. They're also digging the fact that um, in spite of the fact that Obama is putting through a whole lot of regulations, I mean, like uh, even their guy from the EPA said, we're running, we're not walking through the finish line of Obama's presidency. They're trying to jam as many regulations as they can. Trump came out and said, look, I'm going to take away two for every one. So, you know – the economy's on an upswing. Everybody's super excited about that. One of the things that people are, are excited about in terms of – somebody said this to me in the elevator yesterday. We got to see what's happening in housing because, yeah, the market's doing great right now. But what does this mean for housing uh, for both sellers and buyers? Right now, it seems like it's a seller's market. I'm not an expert at it. Y'all know how much I love real estate. So I got my gal Julie Mills Brennan here with me to talk about all things real estate. Hey, Julie, welcome back to the show. Hi, Andrea. Good afternoon. Thanks. Um, So uh, stocks have broken the glass ceiling. Everybody's super excited about that. They're feeling good going into the holidays that their, you know, retirement accounts or the savings accounts or, you know, their investments are doing well. A major investment that people have that they want to, you know, maximize or maybe it's an investment they don't have yet and they want to get into, is housing. That's still a huge part of the American dream. And I saw an article a couple of weeks ago on The Reader that I wanted to talk to you about because it the 
title of the article was Unaffordability, Unaffordable, Home Prices Soar, Salaries Lag. There's so many reasons why that's the situation in San Diego. There is optimism that that a President Trump is going to do more things with regulations and lowering taxation that's going to keep, you know, manufacturing and jobs here in San Diego. One of the reasons why the salaries have lagged a little bit is because manufacturing, I personally know manufacturers that move south of the border. But we've also had a situation here in San Diego to where people will take less of a salary here versus L.A. because they would just rather live here. So we've got a situation to where housing prices are soaring while salaries are lagging and people are trying to figure out what to do. The average median, according to the article in San Diego, the average median income is like 64000 which means they shouldn't really buy beyond a $225,000 house, but the average price of a house here is 554000 That's a big swing. But there are some neighborhoods that are affordable, correct? Where do, where do, should people be looking? Well, for a starter home, I would really recommend East County. Uh, that would be La Mesa, Spring Valley, Lemon Grove, Santee, parts of El Cajon, Lakeside, those areas. Um, you can get some really nice housing, and so I know some of the areas take a bad rap, but some, they're not all bad areas. I mean, there's par- parts of every area that has their little their little CD parts, but a lot of the areas are actually pretty nice, and it's, most people wouldn't think that. But well, we have some CD. I, I live in La Jolla. We got CD areas in La Jolla, okay? And you know, the, the rea- <laughs> there's CD everywhere. But you know what? So many of my favorite new neighborhoods are older areas that are being completely uh, rebuilt and redeveloped, and it's an amazing opportunity. This is sound like I'm giving my contractor friends, like my husband, a plug. But hey, you know, there's some great areas where you can buy and remodel it and put your own stamp on it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like City Heights is, is going through rejuvenation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of getting more North Parkish, Hillcrest-y. So if you, you know, if you can gather up some funds and get a little place there and fix it up, I, I think things might, it might be a good opportunity. I think things are turning around in, in a lot of those little areas. Well, how do people scare up the money? Because I don't know what's happening out there with loans right now. Um, because as well, the market as the market tends to get better, then the Fed start wanting to raise rates. What's going on there? Well, correct. Uh, right now, though, you can still do a three three percent down loan or a three and a half percent down loan, and and those are FHA and a community home buyer program. And then you can also do VA if you have your VA. You can do zero money down. Otherwise. You know, if you can scrape up 10%, but there are lower down payment programs out there. I'm doing them all the time every day. I think, uh, you know, there used to be back many years ago, like when I was coming up, mama never wanted to get a condo because, you know, they just didn't have the same resale value. That's not the case here in San Diego. So one of the things that I tell people is, you know, even if you're a family, don't ignore the condo, right? Exactly. There's a lot of condos um, and townhomes that that have little yards, they have three-bedroom, two-baths, or, you know, and then you have a community pool that you don't have to pay to maintain. I and mean, there's a lot of good things about an HOA and a condo that can actually save sellers money. Yeah, and, you know, if you're me and you don't like making yourself your own janitor, then you've got somebody else to handle the maintenance. And, you know, I would love to have a clubhouse with a pool. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Because what, my, what I would like people to know is there's so much optimism right now. Prices are going up every day. If you're wanting to get into a home, don't wait, right? Cause exactly. If you can do it now, I, w- I would absolutely do it now. I wouldn't wait too much longer. My, you can reach me at 
713-619-9927113. I would be happy to help. What's going last question for you. Um, what's the situation in Temecula? Are people, has that area come back as well? Are people now looking back at Temecula again? It's a tough commute, but what's the situation there? I think that if people really want to stay, stay in, stay in SoCal, then a lot of people are considering Temecula, but I have a lot of clients that I'm working with that I can actually get them something similar to what they can get in Temecula and they can stay in San Diego. Oh, hallelujah. Because that's, that's a really tough commute. If you can stay in San Diego and go in like a really cool area like City Heights or North Park or, or Spring Valley, Lemon Grove, I got family down there. So, you know, Absolutely. hey, stay Absolutely. here. That's only. Stay here if you can. I mean, I, we'd like to keep it in San Diego, but, and I would love to help. Yeah, stay here. Stay close. Stay close to the beach. You're in the one, you're in City Heights or Spring Valley. You're only 20 minutes up the freeway to the beach. So, last question for you, I promise. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm thankful for my family, my health, everything. I mean, just I have a wonderful life, and I love my job. I'm thankful for my job. All right. Wonderful. Contact information one last time. 619-992-7113. Thanks a bunch. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. Okay. Um, It's time for the awards. The Andrea K. Show Hero of the Week and last week's Fool, this week's Tool Award. It's going to come as no surprise. I mean, how? why am I trying to tease it up? Y'all know who the Hero of the Week is. It's Mike Pence. It's Mike Pence who showed such amazing class and showed really the right way to behave. And, you know, I particularly loved his tweet in response in which he had um, said that he wanted to thank, uh, that he went to see. Uh, the Broadway production of, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to paraphrase. He went to see the Broadway production of Hamilton and he wanted to particularly thank, uh, the founder Hamilton for creating the Electoral College. But um, it was a smackdown. Love him. Uh, full, and, and that was unanimously on Facebook, the winner of Hero of the Week. And also, not though just because of his response to Hamilton, but also because he's a hero to me because he has been such a steady hand throughout the campaign and through the transition and just what an amazing pick by Donald Trump. For last week's Fool, this week's Tool Award, it was kind of split. So there's actually a co-award here. I didn't pick this. This comes from all of you out there on Facebook. Hamilton actor, uh, not just because of his ambush of Mike Pence, but also because of the complete hypocrite he is when people started digging into him and seeing like his tweets. I mean, the guy's just a complete moron. And then smirking when asked the next day about when asked about whether or not he would apologize, just a complete jack wagon. But the co-award goes to Megyn Kelly, because it, it seems as though the Trump supporters still consider her a world-class fool and tool, because after being a tool of the left, in which she did everything she could to try to stop a president. Trump. She was rejected by the American people. Now she's foolish enough to think that those same Trump supporters, because when she continued to attack Trump like she did over and over and over again, I mean, for 10 days, she did nothing but run that audio of Donald Trump and Billy Bush refusing to run the audio of Hillary Clinton laughing about her child rapist that she put back out on the streets, that she's foolish enough to still think that that those same Trump supporters are going to buy her book. Hey, we ain't buying your book or anything else that you're trying to trot out there. And, of course, you know, she's going out there trying in order to try to sell it. Oh, I've received all these death threats. I mean, melodrama mama who created all the drama by attacking him personally in a way that was ridiculous and was rejected. So she's a world-class fool. Um, 
but I have to give honorable mention. I don't know if you heard this, this DJ Carrot Sticks. There was a dude. I got family in Ohio, and for many years now, we've said all the weirdness in America is kind of concentrated in Ohio. This is honorable mention of last week's Fool, this week's tool. Dude goes into a coffee shop in Akron, Ohio, 69 years old, dressed in a military <laughs> uniform. He goes into the coffee shop, ranting and raving, upset over the election. So then he decides he's going to really make a statement against Trump. And he goes out, grabs a can of gasoline out of his car, and proceeds to light himself on fire. <laughs> yeah, that is really going to show right? Trump, right? What is it? You're going to light yourself on fire, fool? I mean, what kind of statement is that? Hopefully he had Obamacare. <laughs> You know what? He might have Obamacare, which means he's probably spending $1,000 a month on premiums with a $20,000 deductible that won't even cover the trip to the hospital, even if there's a hospital that will take him because just because you've got an Obamacare card don't mean there's a doctor out there that's going to see you. Okay. Anyway, I got about like a minute left. I got to ask you, DJ Carrot Sticks, like I've asked everybody else, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Well, I'm always thankful, not just on Thanksgiving, 365 for my friends and family. And I'm especially thankful this Thanksgiving because um, pretty soon I'm going to be an uncle. So, <gasps> I didn't know um, that. Yeah, I'm really, it's, gonna, it's my, my first time being an uncle, so I'm super stoked. Do we know if it's a boy or girl? It's going to be a boy. Wow. And I'm going to be in charge of superhero and comic book education. You know what? I don't have any kids of my own, but I got to tell you, those of us who love – there are many of us out there who don't have our own kids but truly cherish – and love being a great aunt or an uncle. I think that it's it's an underappreciated role. I think you can have a tremendous role in a kid's life by being a great aunt and uncle. And I'm going to get choked up again. I I can't imagine loving my own kids any more than I love my nieces and nephews that I have. I adore them. It has been such an um, amazing ride for me as an aunt. And I've got them from, you know, in diapers all the way up to, you know, adults and it's just been amazing and so i'm happy for you that you're going to have that experience thank you because that's amazing do we have a name yet no she won't tell us oh that's kind of cool yeah she won't tell us yet so very cool well congratulations on that i guess i got to end it with my thank i started the show by saying i was thankful to the family and friends that are out there who support me had supported me so much on this show and everything that i do personally and professionally and i also am thankful that includes of course my amazing family nieces and nephews who i just love so much and literally would cut you know my my right arm off and would take a bullet for any of them love you all so much um have a very safe mindful thanksgiving like dr gorka said Keep your eyes and ears open. If you see something, say something. Uh, Let's keep the conversation rolling, though, speaking of saying something. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Love you all. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. I'm dynamite.